<laughs> Republic of Texas Radio. Hey, um, April 20, no, wait, April 24th. Man, I could imagine that. April 9th, you know, 23. I'm fascinated by the year 23, not really. But it's been 23 years since 2000, really? Man, I feel old. <laughs> Maybe I am old. Who cares? Nobody cares. Right, Alan? Maybe the AI cares. Um, they care about their social media status. They do care about that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they... Well, maybe they do. <coughs> but in the end, we're going to find out. You know, the AIs are, are all about you. They want to kill you. Well, no, they just want you dead. They don't really want to kill you. That's probably why they have all these different vectors that they're coming after you in your food, um, the water. You know, maybe it's just easier if you die from multiple things. Man, that's pretty dark, Steve. Uh, mm, I don't know, but it's true. <coughs> okay. Well, you know, it, it's it's like, you know, everyone talks about, you know, uh, do you think World War Three is going to start? And I'm like, folks, it started long ago. It's just not a kinetic warfare yet. Uh, they're, they're destroying you body and soul, but in a different way. You know, it, it's not as visible and as bloody as, you know, bullets and bombs and blood and guts and body parts laying everywhere. But if you, if you look at it in a digital sense, uh, they are. They're, they're chopping up society. They are destroying and destructing uh, people's psyches. And uh, like, I, like I said, interpersonal communication is, you know, you try to talk to a lot of people in today's world and they look at, they kind of freak out and look at you because it's, you're not talking to them on a Bluetooth thing stuck in their ear or, you know, on their smartphone or, you know, on the computer screen or something else. It's a, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch, but it's very disgusting and disheartening also, for me at least. Being, being the, the weird freak in today's world that I am, I've sat out on the outside and watched this thing with a very clear eye. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, really can't predict. I think it's all going to be for, for the better, Alan. I think it's all going to be okay. You know, all they need is another software update. <laughs> like, no, the, the software update might be in the form of a balloon hovering over the United States of America and, and frying most all devices on, you know, the continent. But still, the devices will come back, right? You know, they're gonna they're gonna roll in from different parts of the United States. People will have a slow glimpse, uh, and I I don't know. It, it seems so futile. Uh, I remember well, Steve, they, <clears throat> you know, on this technology thing, you know, um, I, I you know I, I read the local you know police reports in the paper and everything, and. It seems like uh, they catch all these people, you know, over and over again, you know, driving without a license or driving in an unregistered license plate, you know, your registration sticker's gone out. And, and, and I tell people, it's like, that's because the police, they've got license plate readers. And as they're driving through town, it, it's looking at every license plate in front of you and coming, at, and coming at them because, you know, in Texas, we've got license plates front and back. So, so they, can, they can see everything. And I try to tell people this, and they look at me like, what? You're crazy. They can't do that. Yeah, you can. There, there, there's a show, a mindless show on television called Parking Wars. And it's about, you know, the first responders, the parking maids and meter maids and everything. And, 
and they they actually show there are a couple of people that drive around, and I think it's in Philadelphia. You know, these two people drive around in a van, and they've got a license plate reader, and all they do is they just drive around town. And a license plate reader reads all these cars parked on the side of the road, you know, and, and because they, you know, the, the meter maids can't stop people, and you know, if, if a car has a person in it, they can't stop. But they drive along these streets, and they see all these plates with with um, with you know too many parking tickets. Uh, so they'll stop and they'll put a boot on it, you know, and 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 uh, then the person has to go down and pay it, and the car will be towed off, put in an impound lot. And uh, but there, but it, it shows them on this show driving around with a license plate reader, and they don't even have to do anything. They just drive up and down the streets like morons, and the, the computer alerts them when there when there's a license plate that it sees that has uh, you know too many parking tickets, unpaid tickets. And uh, it, it, but but people will look at you like you're crazy if you talk about every police car now having this this damn you know equipment on it. You know, is the the ones on on the traffic lights themselves are bad enough. But every cop car driving around has a damn plate reader on it. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I wouldn't bet against you, right? Not at all. You know, it's just too easy. They just won't admit it. They just go, well, that's classified. We don't talk about how we do things. No, and sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Uh, here in, in, in Fredericksburg, uh, we have a parking problem in the, our the main street area of right where everybody comes to whatever they do walk up and down the street and, uh, and down uh, the street. about a about a month ago i guess uh, I, I was being told that there was a a new parking structure being considered and the the thing was is they were going to tear down this uh old police station that that we had it, it was great little tiny thing when i moved into the fredericksburg it had like six jail cells and in the jail itself, usually the capacity was like they had three or four people in there. Well, uh, because disabled people, the ADA, they were forced to build a huge jail complex that they could scale up to 104 or something inmates. And usually nowadays, so we had four people in jail when I got to Fredericksburg and about uh, 10,000 people. And now we got about 10,000 people, at least that's what they say. And we have a 96-person jail, and it's at like 75% capacity. And you're like, well, how did crime go up so much? I'm like, oh, we need to fill the facility. So we just uh, created something. But that wasn't the point. They're going to make a parking garage, or at least they're trying to push th- together a parking garage, Alan. And this parking garage will pay for itself. So it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, no. Let's just do a no-brainer. No, don't do it. Right? Don't build parking garages. Don't get into, oh, man, we could go down the slippery slopes of meter maids. Could you imagine that if we had our own meter maids? I could. I, I think it, it, it's fitting, you know. Um, but nobody asked me. Nobody really cares. And so all we're doing is uh, it's in the wind. Is that how they say it, Alan? It's blown in the wind, my friend. Yeah. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, it's not the answer. It's uh, just um, more encroachment. No, if they put parking meters on, on Main Street, Steve, the city could be making millions of more dollars a year. Yeah, but 
is that going to poison the milk? You know, will that stop the tourists from coming? Uh, you know, I don't know. They're going to figure it out because they love the money. <laughs> they do. But there's a, hmm, I don't know, all this stuff. The, the dark skies thing. Let's get back to that because I thought it was kind of, uh, well, it's important to me. And I'm, I'm not sure why. Uh, because, well, I don't, we actually, I do know why. I don't want to be told what kind of light bulb and light bulb fixture that I can put somewhere, right? I don't want them telling, you know, okay, you can say, Steve, you rent, you don't own. So I'm not telling you, but you're going to be telling my landlord what to do. And the altruistic, um, whatever, observatory, Right, I have my own private observatory, and I, what I have noticed is you have too much light coming from your property. <laughs> oh, really? You know, am I interfering with you? Yeah, could you please shut off all lights and go into the darkness? But Alan brought up a good point, right? Out where he lives, they build on top of the mountain. Right, so you you sit there and go, oh look, I'm going to have this great view, and it's like a wart on top of a mountain, and it's not very well. Uh, what what is the dang word? Um, sustainable, right? Because when you put build on top of a mountain, your enemy is the wind and the rain and you know the sun and everything hits you. So nature will destroy it. But they like to build on top. To do, I don't want to regulate that either, Alan can't regulate stupidity but uh i don't know we just throw our hands up and say screw it you know let it let it be let it be um uh, basically it will be all uh, no matter where you live in the country it'll, you'll be under a if you want to call it a property owners association or a homeowners association or whatever you want to call it um yeah, where everything that you do, you will, you know, if you want to, you know, build your, well, it, they already do do this. You know, if you if you expand your barn or add on to your barn, you know, even a damn pole shed, you know, for your fancy animals, you know, that, you know to, to relax under, you know, get out get out of the, you know, the wind or whatever. Um, uh, you know, they fly over and they look at, at, and I guess they probably got AI programs that can look at, at the, uh, at the you know, the if you want to call it the Google Earth images, you know. And if, if there's any deviation from year to year, guess who's going to show up on your property? It's going to be your uh, assessor collector. Yeah, they have those passive-aggressive bullshit. Yeah, they have the passive-aggressive way of you know attacking you with the, the whole here. Here's a picture of your property from the air. We see that you have like six buildings there. You've raised it in, so tell us more about this new building. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. It's uh, well, it's screwed up. It's screwed up. Oh, hold on. Let me check over here. And um, what are you doing here, boy? Check my computer here and see if we got any callers. No, we don't. I got a boy over here. We're getting ready to do the, the Easter egg hunt. You know, he's uh, having fun. He, uh, that's probably one of the neat things about having kids right now it's a you can actually enjoy stuff you know yesterday we went out to an easter egg hunt um down the road at one of my customers place they have a an rv park 
right? And so we go out there, and there's all these kids, you know, and they're waiting so to go grab eggs from this field. And this one kid goes to me, and he says, I, I, I have a secret. And I go, <laughs> what's that? He says, I'm going to beat all these guys because I'm, I'm fast. <laughs> I'm like, you are. You're a lot faster than all the other kids. I'm like, yeah. And I go, okay, well, go, you know. And so he runs out there. I don't know. The, the, the innocence of being a child is quite interesting. But um, uh, mm. back, back in the days when you still had an imagination and some wonder in the world, and uh, you, before you realized that rabbits couldn't actually lay eggs, but yeah, yeah, and then you start putting the pictures together or the pieces together, and then you realize, oh crap, we're screwed. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> you just keep going, one day after another. I guess I'm a little bit uh, what melancholy today. Is that the right word, uh, Alan? I guess I. Mm, mm. Just don't really matter. Yeah. Well. You, well. You know. It's. It's like. Um. You know. Uh, the. The. Just. Uh, a lot of the wonder has gone out in the world, with Steve, with the computer age, when you can get on and you can look up anything. You know. You know. Andy's been staying here with me, and. Uh, you know. I, we're. We're sitting there talking about beautiful women, and I said, "Oh my God!" You know. Raquel Welch back in the seventies. You know when she did like the movie Caveman with Ringo Starr. You know. Um, Raquel Welch. Yes, yeah, probably one of the most curvaceous, most beautiful women I can ever remember seeing. Um, you know, and and Andy Andy's sitting there and he, and he looks it up and he's like, "What does Raquel Welch look like today?" It's like, well, you know, here's what she looked like, and I think she's dead now, and um, this and that, and you know, it just kind of, it just kind of blew that whole image of back, man, when she was in her prime and she dropped out and you didn't see her anymore, and uh, then you see her when she's older and she was still, you know, a, a very attractive woman, but you know, had put on a bunch of pounds and this and that, and just kind of you know, blew some of the wonderment out of my life, you know, when you didn't, when you didn't and you couldn't know everything, you know, even if it is, you know, twisted and bastardized, you know, what you do get, you were talking about your AI results and where they came from, uh, you know, I was like, well, I, you know, we got it from Wikipedia, of course, and, you know, Wikipedia <laughs> can be changed at a whim, am I not correct? And if you try to change right. it to the right thing, it won't let you change it to the right thing because it's not socially acceptable or whatever. Yeah, it's not socially acceptable. And that's it, you know, it's popular words, you know, who, who, who what words you use to depend on how cool you are. Uh, I really don't know. But too much information, not enough information. Uh, is information even real? You know, if I get up and I deal with what I need to do today, you know, first thing, wake up, get my computers set up for the radio show. Oh, ooh, there are no computers. <laughs> okay, I got a pencil. That works. But um, and just keep doing stuff. I'm, I'm to a certain degree. I, I read news and I watch news stuff that's going on around the world most of the day, all day long, right? Just because of I had a habit, right? You know, I'm a radio guy, and I like to talk about things, and I like to see things that are happening, and uh, I wonder about people's sources, right? But some days I need to disconnect, like what you're talking about earlier on in the show, uh, Alan, 
disconnect and just watch something nonsensical, right? And you're like, okay, well, that puts me into neutral or go do chores, which is probably better, but sometimes I don't have the energy or the will to go do chores during the end of the world. Um, today, you, there's a, you can sit there and go, oh, here's a term that I hate, do a deep dive. Dun, dun, dun. No, I don't do a deep dive. I research stuff. And I think that that's a strange little thing in our culture of throwing in these words like, I did a deep dive, and this is what I found. So, what? Where did you dive? Right? You know, that's English. Who cares? You know, it's been bastardized since whenever. Well, everything's but bastardized, it, Steve. It's, it's, it's like you're talking about doing chores, you know? I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I did construction for quite a number of years, and... um but you know, I, I really stopped enjoying, you know, building and creating and you know renovating, because ended up that every job around here that I that I would go and we, and we would do was was building a bed and breakfast or building something at a bed and breakfast <laughs> or something else. You know, I, I would I would have loved if I, if I was building someone's home that they were going to live in. You know, something that they could be proud of. Do my best work for them. You know. Uh, you know, make make it as, as as much of a home and as livable as it as I could. And today's world, uh, every every job we went on, we were building a damn bed and breakfast or or a you know whatever you want to call it, a short term rental. You know, it, it was not even a it was not even a rental house that someone that a family was going to be living in. It was just uh, building someone's fantasy playground, and and it, it just mm-hmm. got to the point of where it just disgusted me, and I didn't really enjoy doing it anymore. It's not that I didn't like doing the work, you know, the hard physical labor. It's just I hated the the reason that I was doing it. Mm. Yeah, and it's kind of a little futile, uh, not futile, uh, disconcerting, maybe. Maybe that's the word. <laughs> the first time I saw, I don't know, when, whenever you start talking about that, uh, I, I think of rusty tin on the inside of a house. You know, we, we have this yeah. thing where everybody goes, oh, they have such great architecture in Fredericksburg, Texas. And the B&Bs themselves, um, I don't know if it, 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 the 70s was gaudy, right? I'd say the 70s was gaudy. It had shag carpet, orange shag carpet, crazy wallpapers. It was just gaudy, right, if, you, if there's a term. Well, Fredericksburg right now has this old, new look, which probably will be called gaudy here in the future, where we put the outside world on the inside. And they're like, oh, so here's old, rusty, you know, building equipment here. And then we're going to put a, you know, I don't know, a pump, a well in the front. Yeah crazy people. Hang on to Republic of Texas Radio. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time I came back 
uh, to the U.S. I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. A class action lawsuit over censorship has been filed. I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. I carry a gun to protect those around me. I'm a member of Right to Bear to protect my legal rights. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for affordable carry insurance. Children's Health Defense has filed a lawsuit against resident Biden and several top offices over government pressuring social media companies to censor users. The First Amendment is clear. The government cannot stifle speech. Asking a third party, like a social media company, to censor is still a violation of our rights. No matter who is actually doing the censoring, if it's being directed by the government, then it is a violation of First Amendment protected speech. Any government who silences anyone who questions their authority is tyrannical and authoritarian. My question is, why did it take so long to file this lawsuit? The White House admitted that they were doing this two years ago. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. Hello, I'm Peter Serafine, and I'm the new host of National Intel Report on Thursdays here on Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm a gun-owning constitutionalist who believes that the only role of government is to protect my rights. I believe the First Amendment makes us free, and the Second Amendment keeps us free. If those ideas sound good to you, then join me in the National Intel Report, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Horrible, horrible. Everything is horrible. Nah, not everything. There's got to be some good things out there. Um, yeah, I kind of like my family, my friends. That That's kind of important to me. But the world around me is kind of a mess. Kind of a mess. And I <laughs> you know, I guess like we, we keep going around. I was just talking about the whole architecture of Fredericksburg and how cute we are and how cute we're not. We were in the gaudy season. Um, Alan was talking a little bit about doing construction around here and some of the odd things. And maybe this is, I, I, if I believed in psychiatrists and the, the DSM, there might be a, uh, maybe, maybe we could figure something out. Uh, Alan did this one job a while ago, and, and I see it all the time. And it was converting a, uh, a warehouse a uh, livestock warehouse, right, a feed-and-seed type uh, establishment, into a kitchen, right? And, you know, uh, 
turn out, it's one of the most popular places to eat. And I'm like, well, you know, that's pretty dirty and disgusting, right? They've had, like, years of uh, rats and things running around the dang place. And then so you scrub it up a little bit, and then you put people inside and charge them $50 for a bagel. No, that's too high-priced, right, Alan? The bagels are really only $20 a piece. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and I know which job you're talking about, Steve. Uh, yeah, converted it in old uh, feed and grain uh, warehouse. You know they you know they sold herbicides, pesticides. You know to the farmers and ranchers and grain and um, you know everything that you needed. You know for ranch work. And uh, when when we were converting that particular part of that place into a restaurant, I, I can remember. You know, folks. You know it, it still had all the old wooden floors in it and all the dirt and crap that fell down between. You know, and underneath Hundreds the floors, you know, it, that, that's still there. Oh. Uh, the same thing with the walls. The walls were, you know, these angled wooden, you know, wooden uh, slats with big gaps between them and everything. And I, it, when I walk in there, I can still smell the herbicides and pesticides. That'll n- never come out of that building because it's in the wood and because it, it, it's there forever. But um, we, we're, get, we're getting ready, getting real close to finishing it off. And I remember the health inspector came through, and he was walking across these wooden floors. And, and there was a couple of holes in there, you know, as big around as, a, you know, a quarter or maybe not quite that big. And, and he stops, and he tells us, it's like, well, you've got to plug up those holes in the floor. A mouse could get through that. And I looked around him, and I said, it's an old gray warehouse. You're never going to get the mice out of here, you know. And I was just, I was just like, amazed at just the, the bureaucratic just ineptitude and inanity of the whole damn thing i mean are you kidding me you'll never get all the mice out of here yep and people love that place always it's got really good toast but i don't know i don't know hey they, you know when they want to get distracted they need to get distracted whatever Cause it's it's ugly it's ugly out there and you know on the dumometer you know, it's like two minutes to midnight. You know, maybe it's uh, now it's uh, one minute and forty-five seconds or something like that. But it's a, it's a beautiful stage, folks. You know, the Taiwan, you know, the uh, Chinese, the communists, right? And I, most people like communism nowadays. <laughs> Lenin's on sale again. Anyways, um, the commies are are circling Taiwan. Right, and you're going. Oh, okay. Well, let Taiwan be. Right, let them take it. Right. Oh no, we got to protect it. But it's it's happening. Right, and um, nobody cares. Right, Israel's shenanigans again. Right, Israel's always about shenanigans. You know, they, and that's one of those fascinating things. You, I, I still bump into this thing where you can't talk about. Uh, well, if you use the words the Jews, right, or but Israel itself as a nation, as a, well, yeah, the, as the people that occupy a foreign territory, and they have took it over within the last hundred years, I think it was 1963 uh, or something like that, when the United Nations said, hey, why don't you take the Palestinians land and you know have fun. Actually, <laughs> that was, was forty eight, Steve. That was nineteen forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. Wow! Right after World War Two, huh? Yep. Hmm. Okay, so it's been sliding yeah. for for quite and, some and, time. And, 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 just, and just watch, up. Steve. Israel has great 
big border fences that have checkpoints to get through in and out of Israel. Yeah, I'm sure they Imagine do. Imagine that. You know, they can con- they can control their borders. <laughs> that boy. Anyways, you know that gets me a little bit riled up. But they're they're in play right now, and they're. Their people were all rioting until, well, just the last few days. I guess they calmed down once people started lobbing rockets. And, and are they lobbing rockets? How many times does Israel create these, you know, distractions upon itself so it can lock itself down? You know, the, the Frenchy people, we talked about them earlier, and they're the same as the, the uh, Israelis or the Jews, right, that are over in Israel. Uh, they're out there protesting. They're like, we like to come out and protest, and they have their protest clothes on, and their protest flags, their protest uh, bullhorn. The Frenchies are over there burning and rioting and and, and trashing things and attacking the cops, and the cops are attacking them. And, of course, it's not being covered. My French television station that I watch, you know, France 24, they don't cover it too much. They just say, oh, yeah, they're still upset. <laughs> You're like, okay. But I find through my news sources, I find articles that are written, and they show pictures, and everybody's upset. But what are the French upset about, Alan, that they're not getting stuff? Because that's gonna, really they're, what They're going to be is. required to have a 20-hour work week? <laughs> no, they they have to work two more years before they can retire. Uh, and okay. it's like, but then that's that social re- retirement. Re- retire thing. at thirty, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're screwed. We're screwed. You know, uh, what does it even matter? Well, I guess it matters if you want to have a a roof over your head nowadays. You got to be able to pay the bills. What happens when the buck stops? You know, that's the, like the call about the BRICS. You know, I, I consider that a, a very interesting change of events. You know, just that Mexico has talked about it. What about Canada? Are they, are they getting ready to leave us? You know, and leave the, leave us. Who's this us, right? The U.S. dollar? Are they the, the Federal Reserve note? <laughs> uh, it's gone. We're gone. And uh, what are you going to do when it ends? I don't know. I keep running into friends going, man, can we get this thing started? And I says, no. You know, there's no way we can start this thing. We don't want to start it. wonder what it's going to look like when we get to the beginning, if we get to the beginning. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, you, you know, um, you know, you know. This has been a couple of years back. You called me up and said, "Hey, man, I'm you know I'm watching this series. It's about the you know everyone has their 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 cell phone, <clears throat> and and everyone's cell phone rings at the same time, and everyone answers it, and they turn <laughs> into zombies." And I said, "I said, well, that sounds like a Stephen King book. It was called Cell." And he go, and you said, uh, "That's the name of this." And I'm like, "Yep, read the book, know the story. Read the book, know the story." Hmm. Hang on, folks. Republic of Texas Radio.
handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. Best prices is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org. And click on the online store and continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. And you, you really, 
it's it's a hard time, right? They people start talking about global warming, and you're like, oh, <laughs> what is global warming, and why is it warming? Oh, because of carbon. <laughs> you're like, oh no, this one's toast, right? Are they ever going to figure it out? And uh, well, maybe, probably not. I think we're doomed. Yeah, and. Um you know, a, a scientific background um, can help in certain ways as long as you didn't actually go into science and, you know, become indoctrinated uh, to not actually think, even though you're supposed to be doing, you know, research and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you're not supposed to think. You're supposed to maybe collect data, but then when you hand it in, it's got to be changed so the grant money keeps coming in, you know, <laughs> which is kind of what destroyed my scientific career because I... I'm mean, unfortunately one of those people that would prefer to do honest research, you know, um, as Peter Duisberg has quoted, you know, saying, uh, I'm, I prefer to be, you know, honest even to my own detriment, um, which has kind of been my life, to tell you the truth. You know, I've never wanted, you know, my stuff, your stuff, and everyone else's stuff, too. You know, I just kind of wanted to be able to make enough to get along, be comfortable, and uh, just enjoy my life. And and mm-hmm. the, the internet and smartphones and the digital world and I miss interpersonal communication to such a vast degree it's just disgusting to me <laughs> yeah well you know people have a lot to be I don't know you miss the past you miss the 70s the 80s 90s what the early 2000s not sure I'm going to miss those you know or the 2020s. <laughs> Crap. Really? We're in the 2020s now, folks. And it's getting going to get stupider. Right? You know, we be, might be talking about AIs right now, but within years, we're going to have robot dogs. Yeah, I know. They already have robot dogs. Uh, they're going to have drones dropping stuff off. We're going to have a lot of people drop off. You know, the, the, the coronavirus uh, injections Right, the the gene mod treatments, right? You know the mRNA. Ooh. It's going to save us all. It's going to kill a lot of people. Still, no people in the hospital right now that are suffering from um, something. It sure feels like, or sounds like, it has the the exact same characteristics of a uh, mRNA, you know, Pfizer thingy. But, of course, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. No, I don't. <laughs> but well, what does that even mean? I, don't, I, I haven't trusted a doctor since 2020. You know, when we first start, uh, saw the scam coming down the, the pipe, you know, all these doctors saying the same thing, all these radio hosts saying the same thing. They're all, stay home, stay safe. We're in this together. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're not in it with me. Stop the spread. Stop Leave the spread. Leave the science. Trust the science. Yeah. But, you know, who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But there are people out there that when I say nobody cares, and I guess it's it's really bad for me to say nobody cares. But I don't know that they do. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, you could take perspectives of that. And say, well, no, some people care, and I can 
say, I know Alan cares. I know I care. You know, uh, you know, Andy cares. I know all sorts of people that care to a certain degree. I, uh, I mean, I can't help everybody, and I, I don't. I'd like to change everything, but but who am I to, to do that? You talk about weather weather modification in in it's is like oh, is close to that. So they've been doing weather modification since. Oh, what? They, after the, the Civil War is when that started, and they started cloud seeding. They said, oh, okay. This is how we do cloud seed. And then they moved on, and they moved on, and they moved on. And so then people go, oh, well, chemtrails are not real. They're called contrails, and you're full of shite. Right? And of course, shite is a bad word. Um but they're called contrails, and they're not chemtrails. And then you go, well, what about HARP? HARP was an antenna used to uh, for science. You're like, oh, okay, so it wasn't. But then the governments came out in, what was it, 20, 2005? Not the governments. <laughs> USA Today quoted the Navy and said that the Navy wants to own the weather by 2019. Oh, they were just talking out their hoo-hoo, right? They didn't really mean that they want to control the weather or own the weather by 2019. They never got there, Alan. They never tested. They never did. No, they did. They were. And they've done a lot. Now the question ends up being, what are they doing now? Are they trying to play catch-up and try to save the environment no, literally save the environment because you, you screw with one thing in um, a chain, let's say like the weather. If I make it sunny here, that means that somewhere else is going to get the moisture, the precipitation. Fancy word, huh? Precipitation. Um, <laughs> just the, the sun's here, but somebody else is going to get the weather. What if they screwed the boots and they're just playing catch up? I don't know. You know, maybe that's why we're all in you know, a world of hurt. They can't. They're just trying to keep Humpty Dumpty from falling apart. And Humpty Dumpty is not maybe maybe there are really aliens in charge, and they are terraforming our planet to make it more livable for them. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, I can't I can't just throw that out, out of my mind and say that's just completely crazy because uh, we've been lied to a lot. Um, you know, uh, is there truth? Do I believe that there are? Space aliens out there, um, well, it's kind of anthropomorphic to think that, you know, that we're the only intelligent species in the universe, um, so um, they're the most advanced, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know, Steve, you know, there, there, there's still some wonder in my life. Um, I don't claim to know everything. I claim to have a good understanding about a lot of stuff, but um, no, I, I can't say for certain you know that that mm. you know, folks. I, I hear all this stuff, and a lot of it just sounds totally bat crap crazy. But you know, I I never just when I hear stuff, anything, it, I've got this weird filing system. I've got my own hard drive called a brain. That's spelled B R A N E in today's world, and um, <laughs> you know, and I, I can I file it back, and it never really jumps completely out of my my uh, my hard drive, if you want to call it that. No. There is I, I drop 
Uh, no, you're back now. I guess you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost audio for a second. And I, well, uh, not, let's not many, take a not look. many colors today, huh, Steve? I guess maybe everyone's out yeah, chasing, well, chasing rabbits around looking for eggs. I don't know. <laughs> I know. We do have a couple on the line right now, so let's go to them. And uh, Mark and... Hey, Mark. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing up your child, uh, Steve, because what came to me uh, is the wonderment of the mystery of life. That's what a child has, the wonderment of the mystery of life, the curiosity of a child, the never-ending curiosity. And that's that's wired into us from when we're young. Uh, but uh, And on that note, uh, what, what do you think's worse than a person who has abandoned themselves and actually, you know, just abandoned their life and, you know, no longer here. What do you think is worse than that? I uh, I hesitate to answer that. I guess I don't know. Okay. I can't think of much else, you know. When, when, when you lose your individuality, when you lose your, if you want to call it your personhood, um, you know, uh, what can be worse than that? I mean, you, you, when, it, when you become part of it, I've never wanted to be part of a collective of, of any way. You know, I've always, you know, I marveled at life. I've always been out in the outdoors, out in nature for a vast majority of my life. You know, I mean, I, I did hell, you know, I bartended and, you know, played and partied and had lots of friends and acquaintances, but I was never wanted to be a part of a collective, really. Mark? Well, well, this, this just came to me. As I asked that question just a few minutes ago, what's worse than a person who has abandoned themselves is a person that doesn't even, that's still here, that doesn't even know that they've abandoned themselves. And that's the trickery, if there is an evil one, Lucifer or whoever, has tricked and mesmerized uh, through mass hypnosis to drive people into their head and out of their body, out of their deeper sense of knowing and sense of who they are and the curiosities of life, driving all of that out and driving people into their head, driving people into their damn square rectangular device they carry around that thinks that it knows more than they do. And, and uh-huh. it's just, it's just, that's what's worse. That's what's crazy. And, and I do understand your frustration, Alan, because I know you're madder in hell about it because it's, it, it, it's counter to who we really are. And, uh, and it and it drives you crazy to be around folks that that have that have a greater potential, but they they don't even know that they've lost themselves. They don't even know that they've lost themselves, and uh, mm. they've uh, sequ- they've been sequestered into their intellect. They've been sequestered out of their body, cut off from the head down. You know, our body is our temple, and we do got to do best we can to stay healthy, as, to live as long as, and thrive as long in this life as we can. But those people who've who've lost their deeper sense of knowing of who they are, they're, and it's this has to do with spiritual their spiritual sense. You know, I mean, really, we're spiritual. You know, we 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 we're uh, sentient. We're sentient beings. Uh, in, in but but many have lost that, and just just it's just uh, so they're they are worse. Those people who are are still here, who have abandoned themselves, are worse than if they had just totally abandoned themselves and weren't even here. 
That's worse. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, right, Mark. Yeah, I, I, what, the easiest terms that I can put to what you're trying to say is your 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 intuitiveness, your intuition, your gut. What used to be called gut feeling, you know, um, you know, yeah, it's experiencing life in your own realm. Yeah, and and, and you also know this that I mean, speaking of the gut, the gut is the, isn't that called the for the people that are awake and aware? Isn't that called the second brain or? Isn't that what it's? Well, my because my, my it's, friend, I, I I can tell you this that that every animal that that is born or hatched, you know, um, in developmental biology, uh, egg meets sperm. It goes through di- several different stages. But do you know everything comes from your gut, your your skeletal system, your nervous system? It all comes off the very first thing to form when when a life begins is your gut. So, so, so when people say, "Well, I feel something in my gut," the people that are awake and aware, they're they're accessing the deeper beingness of their being and, and the mystery of life, and they, uh, so they know that there's something going on, and that's that's what we have in common. We we that are listening here, and you you two uh, and your guests are, you know, we're daring to be, we're daring to seek the mystery, to continue to seek the mystery. And how could, you know, I, I will not abandon that. I will not abandon myself. I will not abandon my fellow man or women or children because we're, we're going to make it through this. But it's crazy as heck, man, right now, because how many people are disconnected from their deeper, deeper sense of being? I mean, just it's just, it, you know, it's like, but you can't, we can't get caught up in it. So I have to, I have to, on a daily basis, I have to throw it back out to grand intelligence and let it go. I have to surrender and go back to nothing. Because if I keep it in in me, it, it drives me crazy. And it can, it, you know, it, it uh, you know, bouncing off the walls and <laughs> like a Chinese ping pong bottle drive you crazy if you if you hold on to it too tightly. You got to let it go. Go back to nothing because that's where we come from. We come from nothing. How imagine that? Uh, and uh, just uh, and then appreciate. It's like rediscovering each day. I have to come back to rediscover things again. Uh, and that's a challenge. That's a challenge to, to do that, to let go, to surrender, and, and uh, to, to say, well, okay, there's still something good here. I'm going to keep going, see? So, but thank you guys for, for challenging us to, to really go deeper and dare to uh, question the, great, the grand mystery. And thank you for bringing up your child, Steve, because he, he he's here to remind you of that grand mystery within you and within all of us. So thank you for bringing him up, and yeah. and thank you, uh, thank you, Alan, for being the daring new frontiersman. You are we are on the edge of the frontier. <laughs> we really are. Yeah, and he because I, I see Alan as a he's got his feet solidly on the ground, and he's a new frontiersman, man. And that's what we have to be in these times because this this realm that we're in now, it's just a it just. We're on the verge of breakthrough, but but uh, there's a lot of breakdown that's going to happen before we get there. So thank you guys for being encouraging to all of us, and I really appreciate having you there. So thank you. Okay, thanks, Mark. Uh, uh, you know, you know, to see, I, I like to say, you know, um, I, I've not pulled myself away from the world. The world has pulled itself away from me. You know, uh, is the way I look at it. But anyhow, yeah. go on here, Queen of Jade. Welcome to the show, Sherry. How are you? <laughs> well, hello. Hey, hello. Uh, I want to get back to the weather modification. Uh, Alan or Steve, did you ever mm-hmm. look into uh, Trevor Constable? 
Does that name no. ring a bell? Name doesn't strike a bell. Doesn't. No. He's. Um, I ran into his name when I was on Jeff for Insight years ago, twenty years ago, and I um, looked him up and started reading and stuff. And he was a radio senior radio engineer in the Merchant mm. Marines for like um, twenty five years, and he uh, he was doing weather modification from the ships on the ocean. Um, but he wasn't using, you know, he was, I think he was just using maybe radio stuff or something. But um, this now, are, guy are, are, that, are, you ta- are you talking about emissions from the stacks, what are called ship tracks, or are you talking about like actually like actual mobile harp stations that, that are, you know, I they've been miniaturized, folks? But. I don't know exactly how he was doing it. I, I really don't understand that stuff, but... Um, there was a guy that uh, Dave Krieger had on his show, guy from Europe, uh, kind of hard to understand, but uh, they were talking about uh, EMF and uh, uh, especially the 5G and stuff. And um, He was saying that what... What they that the ocean is real conductive, as far as you know the what they can do to propagate things like they do to change weather. But um, what they're doing on the land, putting out all this extra EMF and all these particles in the af- atmosphere, is is trying to duplicate that for the. Uh, the battleground, and what were they saying in Jade Helm? Uh, oh, something about, you Controlling know. the human domain? Yeah. And that's why they're doing it, you know. But I, wow. I know that they're sure, according to the Almanac, uh, we're supposed to have more rain than usual in April, and after the first week of April... We're not getting crap. I think they're trying to ruin agriculture out here. Maybe yeah. so. Maybe so. Uh, you know, the, the food shortages are, are, you know, it's, it's. I don't know if it'll ever be an instant thing. It will, it'll be just be a slow withdrawal of of our food sources, and uh, you know, pretty soon we will be eating soylent green. I mean, oh my God, they're already trying that. You know, we've got, you know, lab lab grown meat products and. Um, you know, um, egg, eggs that when you cook them and you shell them, they bounce. You know, um, uh, there are all kinds of weird things going. You know, introducing mRNA in, you know, uh, into into vegetable matter, into plants, and you don't think they've been doing that for a while, folks? All you vegans and everything out there who think that eating meat's a terrible thing and that's where all the eels come from—they're doing the same crap to plants. You know, not not just yeah. the GMO crap, but other nefarious things. GMO's bad enough. Well, what about them putting out this rabies stuff uh, to um, in bait traps to supposedly <laughs> trying to vaccinate the wild animals? What's that really doing? And wonder that if that's got mRNA in it. You know, Sherry, every sure time I hear about, about those rabies blocks that they drop, you know, out in the country... Every time I hear about them doing that, it seems like we have a problem with rabies in, in wild animals. You know, is it really that prevalent? 
or is it being created just so that they have a cause for their existence? Well, you know, the stuff I've read in um, that uh, Pasteur never really proved there was a rabies virus. And the doctors at the time were saying that the only populations they saw rabies, the symptoms of rabies, hydrophobia, was in animals that were distressed and generally um, weren't being able to find enough to eat. And they just got weaker and weaker, which, you know. So what are they really putting out in those rabies blocks? Yeah. Is it a parasitic and you know infestation, um, et cetera, et cetera? You know, I can't say for certain. You know, but I've I've got my druthers, I've got my own brain, and I've thought about a lot of this stuff. Whether I can prove it, that's kind of hard to do. Anyway, that's all I had, guys. I'll let you close out the show. Oh, Happy Jay. Resurrection Day. <laughs> I mean, thanks right. for calling, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I've never. I just don't trust, man. There, there you go. I, I can't jump into there. And that, that, that whole rabies conversation is damn fascinating. Did they create the problem to create the business, right? Is it there really something called rabies? Because allegedly, back in the day, there really was rabies infections. Alan, I don't know. Did you ever run into that? You, you ran into rabid um, animals out in the wilderness? <laughs> I think that Alan dropped. Well, I dropped. Ah, so Alan dropped all of a sudden. It, just, it happens towards the end of the show sometimes. But anyways, folks, have a good day from Republic of Texas Radio. We're out of here. Sure Bye. That our brothers and sisters were clothed and fed. Praise the Mother Earth and the Father Sky. Paid attention to each little blessing in this life. Had a more intimate connection with the spirit world. Learned as a community and equally taught every boy and girl. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>